let's stand up together and we're going to make our confession. If you're visiting with us, there's a confession that will come up on the screen. Can I see the hands of the first-time visitors again? Over here, I believe, right here. Welcome. We're glad you're here tonight. God has a special plan for your life. You need to know that. And uh, I believe the word tonight will minister to you. So let's say this confession together. By the way, Vicki, I like the star up there. Very nice. Okay, here we go. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Turn around, look at the sound back there, the sound man, Mr. Micah, back there, and they can give them a hand because they do. They keep us all on track. You can have a seat. You know, we do, there's a lot going on in the building that we don't ever see, but I'm grateful for all the people who volunteer in this church because... Um, we couldn't do it if we didn't have people helping us do what we do. You see, maybe my husband and I, you see others in the pulpit, you see the people up here. But there's people that are doing stuff all over the building, and they're doing it every Wednesday and every Sunday, and have been for all the time that we've been here. So uh, I'm grateful for those who give to the things of God. Last week, we shared um, a message on, uh, did you know? Everybody say, did you know? <laughs> um, and really, it came out of the song, Mary, did you know? about Jesus and uh, the things that Jesus would do that God had already uh, determined, had already decided, just like God's already decided about each one of us. Uh, we're here in the earth for victory. Uh, I know the name of this church is victory, but the Bible says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory. And that victory comes through Jesus Christ. And so uh, we were talking last week about, did you know um, in that song, it says, Mary, did you know your baby boy? And it begins to describe things that Jesus will do, that he'll walk on water, that there will be healing, there will be miracles, uh, there will be things in his life. One day, he will rule the nations. And so uh, it's a very, it's a song about all the things that God prophetically spoke about Jesus, that he ultimately lived in the earth. And uh, I believe there's things that God has for all of us that Maybe we haven't experienced yet. Maybe it's not time. Um, maybe we've missed the, the timing. How many of you have ever felt like, whoops, I missed that? One thing with God, if you miss it, it'll come back around again. Uh, I promise you, because God doesn't ever give up on his plans. And so if we're willing and obedient, the Bible says we'll eat the good of the land. What that means is, is that no matter what decision we make, if we keep our confidence in God and we repent when we do make a mistake, God can fix it. Everybody say, God will fix it. I'm an example of that in my life. And so uh, tonight, I just want to give you a few review scriptures. If you could put up that John 16, 13 through 15. Last week, we talked about you are valuable. Did you know you are valuable? Uh, you're valuable to what God has planned in the earth. Uh, and this scripture says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, that's the Holy Spirit, that when Jesus departed from this earth, we received God in, in us, you know, Emmanuel, Jesus in us. And it says the spirit of truth has come, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. How many of you want to know the truth? How many of you have ever said to someone, I just want you to tell me the truth? How many of you have had people not tell you the truth? But something in here says that's not the truth. 
That's someone that's saying it's not the truth. Is the Holy Spirit of God who knows the truth. And so he will quicken us to truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, that would be from the Father, from Jesus. He will speak, and he will tell you things to come. You know, the devil always has an imitation. And uh, you know, there are people who read palms. There are people who uh, you can dial on the telephone, and they'll tell you about your future and do those kind of things. Why? Because people want to know what's coming. We all want to know what's ahead. Well, the real source of truth for that is the Spirit of God, not man. You know, man can see things maybe in our lives that we could do, but God knows what we're supposed to do. And sometimes those things aren't the same. For he will glorify me, and he will take care of what is mine and declare it to you. And then, uh, is there one more verse? Yeah, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said he will take of mine and declare it to you. In other words, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of each one of us once we know Jesus can share with us whatever we need to know about any situation, and it will be the truth. Everybody say the truth. You know, in court they have you say, do you swear, or they used to. I haven't been in court for a while with anybody, but it used to be, and I don't know if somebody's nullified this, but they would have you raise your right hand and say, I swear to tell the truth the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, what? So help me God. And so uh, the truth that we need to know things. Everybody say, I need to know. We all need to know what is going on for our life. If you're married, have children, for your spouse, for your family. Uh, I have a mother who's 95. I'm asking God, what do I do now that she's 95? I haven't been 95 yet, in case you wondered. I'm not that yet. I am older, but I'm not that old. And so, you know, I don't know what to do with my mother who's 95, but God knows what to do because he created her. And he's left her in the earth till she's 94, almost 95. So he knows what I need to do. I can try to figure it out, or I can just say, God, show me what to do. And it's, it's very comforting when you feel like you've heard God say, do this. You know, and then you step out and you do that, and you find out, that was really God telling me to do that. That's the confidence that the Bible talks about that we need to live in on an everyday basis. I am confident that I hear the voice of God. John 10, in, in the chapter, of, uh, t- chapter 10, it says that my sheep will hear my voice. That means all those who belong to God, who are his children, will hear the voice of the Father. They will hear the voice of the Father through the Holy Spirit. And so when we're looking to see uh, what, what's coming that we don't know, or maybe a decision that we have to make right now in our lives, then we can count on the Holy Spirit to help us with that decision. And tonight I felt to share on, um, you are a possessor ruler. In other words, you're not only to possess things that God has uh, assigned to your life, but you're also to rule in those areas. And um, we're going to talk about uh, Abraham a little bit. But, um, you know, the things that the president just did in Israel, uh, these things are all prophetic. They've already been talked about in Scripture. And so uh, did you know? Yes, I know, because I read the book. Does that make sense? You know, uh, I had somebody say to me the other day, you know, things are just really escalating in um, the world as far as evil versus good. 
and it's becoming more and more blatant. But then I don't know why we're concerned about it, because that's what the Word of God says is going to happen. So, you know, did you know? Yeah, we know. You know, when you know that you know, you know. <laughs> like my husband said that time, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> uh, I believe that God wants us to be in the know. Because when we're in the know, we can do what God wants us to do. And not just down the road, but today. I believe in the body of Christ sometimes. We're so focused on down the road that we forget about today. And, you know, God wants to do miracles today. There's things that, that people's lives he wants us to touch, things that he wants to touch in our lives, that uh, if we're in the know, we're going to be cooperating with God in that arena. So um, I want to I talk about possessor. Um, God is a possessor. And in Genesis 14, uh, you know, Abram left everything to follow God. Uh, he did not know uh, by experience following God. He found that out as he took steps to follow God. Um, and, and we're going to talk about Jesus later, but I, w I want you to see that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the way God works uh, in, in the kingdom of God, which we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into that kingdom, the way God's kingdom works is God reveals his plans. We talked about that last week. The Bible says that he reveals his plans to the prophets in the Old Covenant. But in Hebrews chapter 1 of the New Covenant, it says he now reveals things through his son, which is what we just talked about, the Holy Spirit. He reveals those things to us through the Holy Spirit that lives in us. So, um, you know, you may not know right now, but you can know. And Abram... Uh, was a man who did not know uh, how to do what he was going to do, but he determined that he was going to follow God. Everybody say, determine right now <laughs> that you're going to follow God. And, and that may take you into some unusual places. It may take you and most likely will take you into places you've never been before. How can you get new things and know new things if you don't do new things? You know, you're not going to find out the same information by doing the same thing over and over. And, uh, you know, we just had um, Heather back there works in our office and does all of our accounting. And the system that we use to keep track of people in this church and, uh, and, and their contributions and all of that, uh, she just was notified that they had a new system if we'd like to learn it. Well, I would not be able to help anybody here with that. That is not a gift I have. Uh, it's not something that I know about. But Heather went on, and everything has now been switched in the church. And it was just like, I mean, it was just so easy. Be but it wasn't as easy for me <laughs> as it was for Heather. I mean, it was easier for me than it was for Heather. Because she had to investigate. She had to go in there and work that program and experience all that so that then she could get the victory <laughs> and then show us how to do it. So, you know, her, her victory became our victory. Well, you know, Jesus' victory has become your victory because he went into hell. He took the keys. He took all authority away from the devil, and anybody who belongs to him now has received everything this word promises. The only condition is you have to follow him. We can't follow our own thinking, and that's why did you know 
is so important to us in the day that we're living in. And, and Abram, if we look at his story, it says in uh, chapter 14, and this is, uh, he had left his family just like God had told him and came to a point where he had his nephew with him. And uh, I think this is interesting. Everybody say, we need to be rich. God's people are rich. Turn your neighbor and say, I must not be one of God's people, but that's a lie. Because you are rich. And it's not based on what's in your bank account or the job you have. It's based on the truth of the word of God. And Abram and Lot could not live together because they were both too wealthy. Wouldn't that be something? Like I live next door to Sue and we have so many cattle. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know what to do with a cow. Maybe you would because you're raised on a farm. But, you know, we're in these two farmhouses and we got so many cattle, we can't live there anymore. So one of us has to move. Because we're so rich, wouldn't it be great if the body of Christ were in that situation? And I believe we can be, but we have to believe, and we have to follow, and we have to, did you know? Yes, I know. I know how to get the windows of heaven open to get the finances into my hand or into the hand of God. Are you getting this? I hope you get excited about serving God because it is fun. Now, it doesn't, doesn't say every day, you know, you're going to walk around with balloons and be singing happy day. But it does mean that you know you win every day. You will win every day with Jesus. It may not look, the circumstances may not look like it, but your victory is determined by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he went in and figured it all out, got it all done for us. So we could walk in it, just like Heather called me over there and says, you push this button, this button, this button. That's all I got to know, sister. I don't want all the detail of how you got that. But it's really nice now that I can just push a button and see what I want to see. And we got a whole bunch of other goodies we didn't even, I didn't even know we had. She was like a, 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 in a candy shop back there. She said, I just found a whole bunch more stuff. You know, God wants us to live in that place where we have victory, we have abundance, we're possessors. Everybody say possessors. And we rule in that place. And so uh, Abram had, had separated from, from Lot, and some kings got in a war. I'm just paraphrasing for time, but when they got in that war, Lot got captured, and Abram went after him, got him out of his situation. And in that, uh, there's, uh, it says, it, the king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the people and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand to the Lord. My uh, Lord God, most high, the possessor, everybody say possessor, possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing that is yours, not a thread or a sandal strap, lest you say I made Abram rich. God is the possessor of heaven and earth. Uh, years ago, when... when um, about 2003, this is my little paper. It's always good to write down what God says. And uh, this is my paper where I typed up what God told me to say. Everybody say, you need to say what you believe. I mean, that's the problem. A lot of people are saying what they believe. And so, you know, the enemy will work with what you say just as much as God will. And uh, just a second here. And um, my husband, some of you heard me tell this story. Um, we were at Macy's. I was in the parking lot. He went in after something, and he liked to listen to this guy on television or on the radio that would say, I am, uh, was it Rush Limbaugh? Rush Limbaugh, 
on loan from God. Was that it? And I thought, what was it? What was it, Bill? Talent on loan from God. I thought, that is the most arrogant man I have ever heard. I am turning that thing off because he's not in here and, he, and I'm not going to have to listen. And when I turned that off, the Lord said, you would do well to confess over yourself who you are. And I thought, well, I never thought about that. I mean, I've confessed the word over my life, but not about myself. How many of the enemy can make you feel like, oh, you just be, you know, tooting your own horn? And we're supposed to be humble. And, and, and so you don't do that. That's not true. Everybody say that's not true. It's not true when you confess who you are in Jesus Christ. You're supposed to do that. Did you know you're supposed to say that? And this is what I, I asked the Lord, okay, what am I supposed to say? And I heard this. And I had to go look up this scripture because I, I didn't never know that that was in there, that, that he was called the possessor of heaven and earth. Do you know God knows what he wrote in here? He does, and he'll quicken that word to you through the Holy Spirit. And he quickens his word. And so I heard this, uh, and I said this over myself, not in front of people, but to myself. I am Pam Mickler, a, a person of influence. I thought, oh, God, that, I don't know about that. Pushing back the frontier of ignorance around the world. <laughs> At the time, I laughed. I mean, you know, Sarah laughed. I laughed. Sarah laughed that she was going to have a baby late in life. That's not going to happen to me. But this, <laughs> I laughed at this. I laughed at this because I thought, I don't see that. Me do Preaching and singing the gospel of Jesus Christ the Lord with a torch of love in my hand. Now, I had heard that a long time ago, that I would sing and preach the gospel with a torch of love in my hand. I heard that before I married Pastor Bill, long time ago. So that I thought, oh, yeah, I know that. I am tearing down strongholds, lifting up the banner of righteousness, and declaring the victory everywhere I go. Today, God is revealing himself to me as possessor of heaven and earth. I went to my Bible, and I found it. Abram said, the Lord, the Lord Most High, the possessor of heaven and earth. And then it says, I will take nothing that is yours. And I felt like God was saying to me, if you put all of your confidence in me, then you will be able to do what I do. That doesn't make us God. It makes us uh, his ambassadors. It says we are ambassadors in uh, 2 Corinthians 5. Between 17 and 21, it talks about we are ambassadors for God. And so it says that you will be, and, and I'm thinking, well, there's a lot of strongholds. But God is saying this to me, so I'll begin to live this. Today, he is revealing himself to me as possessor of heaven and earth. And then the next year, I heard and add this, as El Shaddai. That's the God who is more than enough. And he gave me a song, to, and I wrote it. And it's on a CD back there. He is always enough. See, God wants us to know what he knows. But we have to get a hold of what he knows. And I believe it helps to write it down. It really makes a difference when you begin to say what God says. How did God create the earth? He said, let there be light. So when we begin to say what God says, then we begin to see 
what God sees. Does that make sense? And so if you don't know, you're not going to say it. You have to know to be able to say it. Now, just because you say it doesn't mean you see it yet. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Once you see it, you don't need faith for that anymore. It's already real. It's been pulled into the earth. But until you see it, and, and so this, the other day, it wasn't very long ago, God said, you need to get that out and say it again. How many of you know you can forget what God said? You know, you can be so in the battle that you start losing sight of what God said. And so Abram, you know, he's in this situation. Uh, you know, God's told him to leave everything. Uh, God's already said in Genesis 1 when he created man that we're to have dominion over everything and that we're created in his image. And so God's already said who he sees us as. And if we're created in God's image, and the Bible says that as he is, so are we in this world in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. As he is, so are we in this world. Then we are possessors by the grace of God, but we are possessors. And uh, I felt tonight to say to, to you that are here, you know, um, is there something you were supposed to possess that you didn't? Uh, is there something that God wants to show you that you're supposed to possess that you haven't yet? Uh, because if the word of God is truth, then we go from glory to glory. That means as we grow in God, we get stronger. Our strength is renewed every day. We, we get more confident in the things that God tells us. Therefore, we can take more ground if it's not just in our own life. You know, we're, we become more resistant to the lies of the enemy about us. You're never going to be anything. Well, once you get to know God and you know his word, you can say, that's not true. You know, I may not be anything right now, but I'm going somewhere because God said I'm going somewhere. See, that's the way you grow in your faith and in believing God's got a better plan for your life. In, in, in uh, Abram's life, God told him, leave your family and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless them who bless you, curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Do you know what's happening in Israel right now is coming right out of all this old covenant and out of revelations. Everything that's happening, did you know? It's, it's, it's the word of God. So when you know the word of God, Abram had that word. And he knew that he was going to be blessed. But you know what the first thing he did was? Gave away his wife to some king. So he wouldn't be killed. Big shot. Man of faith of God. He said, they're going to kill me because you're beautiful. Down here in Egypt. And they're going, to, they're going to kill me because they're going to want you. And so they're going to kill me. So just tell them you're my sister and let them take you. And then we'll all be blessed. That wasn't God's exact plan for his blessing. And God revealed it. Everybody say, God revealed it. God revealed it to the king. And he said, you know, why did you do this? Here, take her back. We could have had a real problem. But because you were thinking about you. I'm sure that was his first lesson in not looking at self and letting God be God. But it didn't change God's plan. I say that to you today because we can all make mistakes. 
But now if Pastor Bill tries to give me away, I want to tell you, y'all are going to see a big fight. Because I'm not as holy as Sarah. <laughs> no, you know, when God, when God, just know this, I always, I looked at that scripture and it helped me because it made me not be afraid anymore. Man can do nothing to me that God does not know about. And God will take care of me. He will make a way for me as long as I'm faithful to him. And so it was really a, a great lesson for me back in the day. But it, he was called to do these things. And in the end, God made a covenant with him. He said, your seed will be blessed. Turn to your neighbors and say, that's you. That's you. That's me, the seed of Abraham. So the blessing is coming to us. We need to know that. Everybody say, need to know. That's for another situation. And then he said, I will give you the land in the covenant that God made with Abram. Chapter 15 of Genesis, chapter 17, you can read it. He talked about the land. Now, that didn't happen for many, 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 many years, but it was a promise. And when God makes a promise, he keeps it. He keeps a promise. I want to tell you, the devil keeps his promise too. I will steal from you. I will kill you. I will destroy you. That's the devil's plan for your life. Whether it's through relationships, whether it's through drugs, whether it's alcohol, it doesn't matter what the thing is. When I was in high school, it was drinking. And he would try to destroy teenagers with drinking. He still does that today. But he's graduated from that. There's a lot greater things now that he's doing to young people to destroy the plan of God for their life. And so, you know, when, when you know that and you're a possessor, everybody say, I'm a possessor. If it's your child, you begin to take dominion over what the devil's doing. It, whether you can do it uh, and, and see the result immediately doesn't matter. We have the authority because we're possessors to possess the land. In other words, to take over the situation in our house. Now we get real quiet. Because it's not always easy to do that. But we are possessors. And if God puts children in your house, then he'll give you the way to possess them from what the enemy is trying to do. It's not to control them. It's not to hurt them. It's to keep them out of trouble. You know, we every day, or my husband and I talk, we pray for my nephew out in Colorado. And we pray for other young people in this church that we see things that the enemy is trying to do. Why? Because they have a destiny just like Abram. They are the seed of the righteous, and they will not be forsaken. But somebody is going to have to possess some things to get that accomplished in the life that we're living. Uh, I, w I love when I see the little children next door. You know, you go over here, especially this group over here that's four to six. And the things they know about God. And then you go over to the, over to the kids' church. And, and, you know, they pray prayers over there of faith. They do because they hear the word. And then they want to pray those prayers. that they And so they're praying prayers of faith. And they're little. You know, it's when they begin to make a decision for themselves. Sometimes, just like Abram, just like us, they start making decisions that they shouldn't. Well, then what do we do? We begin to possess the situation. We begin to tell the devil, get your hands off God's property. These, are, these kids belong to God. I'm just on assignment to see that they make it through life while I've got them and be trained to do what they're supposed to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? So these principles are not just 
to get a new house, to get a Cadillac, to get out of trouble. This is everyday life. God gave us the word of God so we could live in a position of victory in every situation. But we have to know that. And Abram, uh, he began to, to declare, I believe, through his life, the, the truth of the word of God. And when you declare the truth of the word of God, God begins to hasten to perform his word. Now, why do I think that? Because it says in Hebrews chapter 4 that he was not moved by what he saw. His, his righteousness, he, he began to believe God for who God said he was, and it was counted to him as righteous, righteousness. Do you know the Bible says that when you believe in Jesus, the righteousness of God belongs to you? That doesn't mean you do everything right, but we're talking righteousness. You know, that's a whole teaching we do in, in the Bible school that we, that we had here. Righteousness is very important because the devil will accuse you you don't do everything right. That has nothing to do with righteousness. Your right standing with God has to do with the blood of Jesus. Everybody say the blood of Jesus. Therefore, you can know that what God promises you, he will hasten to perform. And so I want to go to Hebrews, uh, or Romans chapter 4. Can you go to Romans chapter 4, verse 13? It says, For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through, a, through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And then in verse 16 and 17, if you could put those, Therefore it is a faith that it might be according to grace. In other words, what God does is done because of God's ability, not ours. It's grace. It's beyond what we can do. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And then verse 17 says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. That was in that covenant way back there in Genesis. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Once you know what God says, you can call those things that be not as though they are. And uh, I, don't, I, I don't know what God's getting ready to do, but I believe we're going to possess things. You know, in the Old Covenant, uh, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, uh, God said, you're going to possess things that you didn't actually get. In other words, like they're going to be handed to you. You're going to live in houses you didn't build. Uh, you're going to, you're going to, and back then it was different things than it would be today, but it would be like, uh, we're going to, I'm going to give you what you need to do, what you're going to do, and you'll have nothing to do with it. It'll just be because I did it. I believe we're reaching that place where we're going to see a transfer, like the Bible says, of the wealth of the wicked. Now, that doesn't mean people are wicked. The devil's wicked. But he, how many of you know he has control of some people's minds? So the wealth of those people that the devil has a hold of, that's all going to switch, and it's all going to come into the kingdom of God. Now, my belief is those people are all going to get saved, and they're going to bring it with them. We're not going to go steal their money. Do you know drug people have a lot of money? They do. But, you know, if they get saved... They bring all the money into the church. I know some drug people who got saved, and they had money. God sees people's hearts. All God wants is for people to make heaven. That's what he's after, souls. Everybody say souls. And he, Jesus laid down his life 
so people could have eternal life. And we know that. Everybody say, I know that. So God is going to do everything he can to reach all of mankind before Jesus comes again. And I had somebody, today I listened to a man in Israel, and uh, he said there, there's, he's, a, he's a pastor over there in Jerusalem, and his family is from Bethlehem. And his, dad, uh, his dad's brother was killed in the fighting over there years ago. And, but they have a large church. And uh, in that church, um, whenever the, there would be the Muslim prayers in the afternoon, uh, or whenever, you know, whenever they would do them, it would interfere with their church services. So his dad made this big loudspeaker and put it on top of the church. And so they just have church to override all the prayer. And it would just be blasting everywhere because they had this big tall tower with speakers all around it. And they were just preaching the gospel. And so the young man, the son, came into Jerusalem and he began to do a work there. And he was saying today, this is all prophetic. This is, Jesus is coming. And he said, and all this that they say is going to happen, they say, and he was live, he was doing a video live feed. And he said, uh, Stephen Curry, he said, and, and they say they're going to march and they're going to do all these things destructive. But he said, we believe it's an opportunity. Everybody say he's in the know. So he isn't fearful. He's saying this is our opportunity to share Jesus. So we are going to be on the streets and sharing Jesus. And we're believing that people are going to get saved. See, when you're in the know, you're not afraid of what somebody else is doing. You know what God's doing. When you know what God's doing, there's a confidence for you to do what God's asked you to do. And so when I heard that, I thought, this is an exciting time to be living in. And, uh, and I'm very thankful. I, you know, I don't vote for anybody based on their party. I just want to know, what do you believe? And when I see somebody who says, I believe in America, I like that person. I like it when they do things that promote America's being blessed. Because that's God's idea for America. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not God, but there have been many prophecies that the president that we have right now was a God idea because he would do what needed to be done to change the direction of this country. I'm not God. I'm not the judge of that. But I'll tell you, he, he's, he's pro-life, and he stood up on national television and did lit the Christmas tree and said it's all about Jesus. Now, I haven't seen a president say that in a number of years when they lit the Christmas tree. And he said something to the effect like, we, we, uh, we believe in all the other people. What they believe is fine. But this holiday is about Jesus Christ. I thought, well, hallelujah, let me play that again. You know, everybody say this. You need to know. See, if, if that's the person that God's sending, then you need to support what they're doing, not necessarily the way they do it. Could I say that again? Because not everybody supports the way I do everything. But you've got to know I'm called to be the pastor, his wife. And so there's authority in that. Everybody say there's authority. Even if I mess up, there's authority. So I have to really be careful what I do. But if I make a mistake, God will help me. Because I'm not trying to make a mistake. I just want to tell you that. I don't make mistakes on purpose. You know, I don't lay up in bed at night and think, how can I screw up everything that we're doing? 
if I just give me a plan. No, I'm saying, God, help me get it right. Everybody say, we need to say, God, help me get it right. And people in general are not doing that. You know, the enemy is working. He's this thief, and he comes to steal and kill and destroy. He is in the know to a small degree. Do you know what the devil knows? Whatever you spit out your mouth. And I'll just move on from there. But that's the truth. That's why God said, watch your mouth. Watch your, my mother used to say that. Girls, you need to watch your mouth. And she was right. Back then, I thought she was totally wrong, but that's the truth. You're supposed to call those things that are not as if they were. Well, if you don't know what they're supposed to be, how are you going to do that? So that's why we have to know what God's saying. Now, it says in Romans 5, and I love this chapter of the Bible. Um, I just want to show you that you really are called to rule and reign. It says in Romans 5.12, Therefore, just as through one man's sin, that would have been Adam, entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned, then it goes on for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. So we need a law. We need the Ten Commandments to show us where we're messing up so we can do better. That's why the devil wants the Ten Commandments eradicated because he doesn't want people to think that there's any right or wrong. You know, he wants people to live where they just get to live however they want to live. Do you know that's the most destructive thought there is? Because it puts people in harm's way. Then it says, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is the type of him who was to come. That would be Jesus. And then it says, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense, Adam's, many died, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And then verse 16, the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. How many people do you know that live in condemnation? I know a lot of people that live in condemnation. Any of us can live in condemnation if we believe what the enemy tells us. Because that's where that comes from. From sin is the enemy's territory. Life is God's territory. And it says, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. All the things that happened to Jesus produce life. They produce life. Then it says, uh, in, is there one more verse? Did I give the next verse or not? 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's me. Say, I have abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness. Yes. Oh, see, that's two things. All right. I have an abundance of grace. Say that. And the gift of righteousness. Therefore, I reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So we reign. We rule. We possess and we rule. Now, um, in John uh, 14, this is what it said. And if you'll put that up there, because I want you to follow me right now. John 14, 9. Jesus said, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. 
So how can you say, show us the Father? And then it says, do, not, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? Now, this is Jesus and the Father. The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Now, let's go to the next verse. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Jesus did many miracles, works. And then it says, most assuredly, now you get included. I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do, he will do, he will do also. That means that what God sees is that Jesus came and through Jesus, God spoke words through Jesus. Because Jesus said, I only say what my father says. I only do what my father says to do. And so, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Then Jesus says to the believers, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. The Father's works will be done in us just like they were done in Jesus. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. When he went to the Father, he gave us power and authority. And that power and authority can produce the same results in the earth today as what Jesus produced. Because we are an heir. Everybody say an heir. A joint heir to everything that Jesus has. I hope that makes sense because it's like uh, the blessing of Abraham was this covenant that God was going to give through Abraham. And Jesus said, I'm just the fulfillment of that covenant. And what is that? that we are blessed to be a blessing. Do you know the things you say about people either bless them or curse them? It's true. As he is, so are we in this world. In John uh, 5, 19 through 21, if you'll put that up there, this is what Jesus said. Then Jesus answered and said to them, because he was, he was being challenged, most assured I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son does, also does in like manner. So the Bible says that God is love. Everybody say, God is love. Turn your neighbor and say, so am I. <laughs> your words have power to affect every situation. So our words become very important to God. Uh, in Galatians 2.20, it says, um, it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And then it says, and I do not frustrate the grace of God. That means I do not resist or try to stop God's grace working through my life. So miracles are for the church for today. See, that's the bottom line to what God has been saying to me for months. And I don't know why he's saying it, except that I believe we're going to see miraculous things that God is going to do in people's lives. The thing that happened today with our government, uh, that's a miracle. That's, that's been being tried to be done for a long, long time. But it, it finally got done. Now, they didn't build the building today. 
Now, that's what the news people say. Well, you can't build a building in a day. You can't build a building in a year. Blah, 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 blah. They have all these arguments. But, see, when you decree a thing, the president decreed a thing. Something happened in the spirit because that's in agreement with the truth of the word of God. And when we get in agreement with the truth of the word of God, it may not be manifested at the moment, but it's being manifested as you speak. And the Bible says Jesus took the keys to hell and death. But my Bible says in Matthew 16 through 19, it says this. If you could put that up for me, Matthew 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, which we were there when I heard Israel, he asked his disciples saying, why do men say that I, the son of, who, who do men say that I, the son of man am? And he was asking his disciples. So they said, oh, some say John, the Baptist, some Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Everybody say, that's just ignorance. Because everything that Jesus was supposed to be had already been prophesied, and Jesus did all those things. And yet nobody knew who he was. It's the same today. It's the same today. It's been the same all through church history. But he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Everybody say, I'm the key. I'm the key. Who do you say that I am? Not who does, you know, who does Pastor Pam say I am? That has nothing to do with your victory. Now, if we preach a message and you grab a hold of that word and God, you know, solidifies that in your life, that came from God, not from me. So it doesn't matter who I am. It, it matters who you say he is. And it says, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered, this is so important. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood. In other words, it's not me who convinced you who I am. Has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Who is it that convinces you that God is speaking to you, the father who is in heaven, through the Holy Spirit? But that's the same person. It's just the third person of the Trinity, God in one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so, and I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, not on Peter, but on the revelation, and the reason he said, and I say that you are Peter, is because the first church that came out of the book of Acts, Peter headed up that church. It wasn't who Peter was, although his name meant the rock, but it was the revelation. Everybody say the revelation. Peter had the revelation of who Jesus was, and he was going to be the first church pastor, so to speak. Evangelist. He was all of it. He did it all. But it says, and on this rock, this revelation that you have, Peter, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Everybody say, that's truth. But who has to believe that? We do. Who do you say that I am? Peter, who do you say that I am? Because you're going to have a responsibility to stand before the people when the Holy Ghost falls, and you're the one that's going to say, this is that which the prophet Joel prophesied. So he is going to have to be the man in the know. He's got to be the one who knows. And then it says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Everybody say, that's rulership. And then it finishes up in, I, well, you don't need to do the rest of it. But that's what, everybody say, I have keys. See, 
uh, the same keys that Jesus took to hell, of hell from hell of death and life are now in the believer's hands. So what we speak either blesses or it curses. And, and it doesn't matter what you see in the natural. It matters what the word of God says. What is truth? And when we begin to get a revelation of that, the more revelation we have of that, the more we're going to see the power of God operating in the things that we have influence over. Remember that word he said to me? That, that I am Pam Mickler, and it says I have influence. <laughs> Wait a minute, I got it right here on this paper. <laughs> I read it to the devil a lot. I am a person of influence. Everybody say influence. With influence comes responsibility. That means you got to know what you're talking about. You can't just be spouting off stuff off the top of our heads. We have to know what God is saying. We are the church, and we are the ones in this last day who will rule and reign for Jesus in the lives of people who are lost and hurting and cannot find their way because it is the only hope the world has. They're not going to get this on television, even my Hallmark shows, as good as they are. I said that for my husband. He doesn't like Hallmark. No matter what, what it is that we see or what people are trying to be convinced of, commercials, it doesn't matter. It's who do you say that I am? And people have to know who he is. And that's why, because we're created in his image, we have been given his authority, his dominion. We are possessors just like our father. And we are rulers just like our father because of his goodness and the blood of Jesus, not because of us. Amen. Let's stand together. Father, in Jesus name, I thank you that um, you help us to know because we have to be in the know. Uh, you, you, made, you made it aware to the prophets of old so they would know what to do in the season that they're in or they were in. We need to know what to do in the season we're in. And uh, with every head bowed, I just want to ask, you know, if you don't have Jesus in your heart tonight, if you don't have a, a ruler on the inside of you, you cannot rule in the earth. You, you have to be ruled to rule. In other words, you have to know Jesus and know who he is. Who do you say that I am? You are Christ, the son of the living God. When we acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we walk into a realm of authority that we didn't have before. Because we're walking in his authority, not our ability, but his. And so if you're here tonight, you've never received Jesus. Before we close this service, we, we just uh, want to make certain that everybody here has had an opportunity. We, we can't uh, get people saved. We, we can't make that choice for anybody. Just like Jesus asked them, who do you say that I am? He asked each one of us that. Who do you say that I am? And if you have never said, you are the Lord, you, you came to save me, and I receive what you did for me. Once you repeat that and you say that out of your heart, the Bible says that if you confess it because you believe it, you will be saved. That means you're delivered from the power that the enemy has over your life. And so if that's you tonight and you're here, would you lift your hand because I want to pray with you. Or if you're here and you've done that, but you walked away from it because you got discouraged. Things happen to people and they walk away. But God is always there to welcome people back. So if that's anybody in this room, we just want to take a minute and give people opportunity. 
let's all just say this together. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for my sins because he loved me, because you love me. And so I receive that love. I ask you to forgive my sins and deliver me from the works of the enemy against my life. I yield my life. I give it up to you that you might fill me with your power, with your ability to walk the way you want me to walk. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to pray for one other thing tonight before we close, and that's this. Um, well, I guess it's two things. Number one, if you know you, you missed possessing something you should have possessed. And number two, if you need prayer for possessing what you're on a mission to possess right now for what God has shown you. I want to pray for both things. So if that's you tonight, you say, I, I let go of something that I know I should have held on to. Because I've had to say that to God. Whoops, I let go of that. I'm sorry. Because God was counting on me to hold on to a place. It, it's difficult sometimes to hold that place. And, uh, and so if that's you, I want to pray for you tonight. Just lift your hand if that's you. Or if there's something that you know God has called you to possess and you are in the process of going after that, just raise your hand. Father, in Jesus' name, you see these hands. And I thank you, Lord, that you give us strength to do what we cannot do in our own ability. First of all, I pray for those that might have raised their hand that said, you know, I let it go, but I'm ready to step back in and take that ground that you've given me. I'm ready to step back in and take that ground. And for those that lifted their hand because they're on that mission and there's situations and circumstances that they're having to press through to get through to the other side, I thank you, Father, you give them strength that you encourage them by your Holy Spirit, that you speak life to them where the enemies try to, to uh, bring a distraction. I just feel like someone is like, you were going and then something came and just broadsided you, like in, a, in an accident. And uh, you know, you're just still trying to get your bearings to get back. I just believe God right now is helping you get that thing back. You know, get, get directed back onto that path that God had that you were on in Jesus' name so you can complete what God has called you to do in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And then there's one other group of people I'm supposed to pray for tonight, and that's, uh, there's, there's some, I don't know if it's one or two or three, I don't know how many people, but that you're just, you just, um, you're just about to give up, just about to give up in your situation. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand. We're going to pray for you. You just don't have any answers, and you're just about to give up because that's what the body of Christ is here for. Anybody over here? Would you turn around, Wanda, and put your hands on that young lady behind you? In Jesus' name. I want everybody to direct your faith this way because, you know, the enemy can do this. And right now, we just pray, Lord, that you fortify those weak places. And that you show her that you have not given up. And that you are still working on her behalf. And that her confidence, her confidence needs to be in you. That you said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will never let you go. I will hold on to you in the midst of the situation. I have gone before you and you will see what I have prepared for you. Just don't let go. Don't let go. Yeah, don't let go. 
Don't let go Sue over there, would you? And just put your arms around her. Lord Jesus, yeah, Lord Jesus. Father, we just thank you. We just bind the devil. We take authority over what he's done in that house. In Jesus' name, I thank you for her life. It is valuable to you. And she is called to possess. She's called to rule. And I believe, Lord, that she, that you're going to show her. You're going to show her the next steps to take. That she is not going to collapse under the weight of the situation. In Jesus' name, we speak life to her. Life to her. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Is there anybody else? Over here. Did you lift your hand? Yeah, over. Okay. Could you go over there, Sandy? Thank you, Jesus. Put your hands over this way. See, this is what believers do. They get in agreement and they believe. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you tonight that you are making a way where there is no way. I bind the powers that are resisting giving to you what you need to have in Jesus' name. I take authority over the devil. I take authority over those that are uh, pushing aside things that need to be done now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, there will be a release, a release of the river of what she has need of to come into her life so that she can do and be who she's supposed to be. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want everybody to say this. I have been created by God to possess what he has set before me, what he has assigned me. I am a possessor. I am a ruler for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I will fulfill my divine destiny. I will influence through the power of God, through the word of God, people who need Jesus, people who need a good word. I will have that word in Jesus' name. I will, I will believe. I will lay hands on people. And I will speak life where death has prevailed. In Jesus' name, your word is true. I work for you. And I give you glory for all the results. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, You need to know. You need to know. Hallelujah. Go get your hands.